Do I breathe that heavy? I breathe heavy, yes. And I don't feel, I don't feel this. How do you know now. it's me? <laughs> because it sounds like this. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Maybe I have allergies. <laughs> One and all to season two, episode 16 of the Burncast. Do you not know 16? No. Says. Says. I, I, yeah, I didn't know yeah, that Yeah, it says. Well, I believe you. Yeah. Um, we want to uh, thank everybody for joining us for this wonderful episode. My name is Ben Drew, and I'm joined by Tyler Smith, Benton Gallagher, and a very special guest, Adrian Shaw in the building. What, what? Just so all y'all know, Adrian Shaw is the top barber in Yarmouth. So I don't know about any other barbers in Yarmouth, but I wouldn't say that, but I try. (laughs) Try my best. The excellence of execution when it comes to hairstyle. Best barber I ever had. Thank you, sir. Why are you looking at me when you say that every time? (laughs) Because we've had we've had discussions. So yeah, um, we're coming to you in a time of great uh, strife, especially to our neighbors in the south. Um, so we're going to touch on that later in the episode. You know, we want to try to keep it light for a little bit and have a little fun. So as always, this here podcast is brought to you by Heritage Brewery. Beer so good it'll make you say, mm, you sure do got a purring mouth. So we are... Still and always are brought to you by Heritage Brewery every week. Um, and some fun news for a while there, all you could get was the Ocean Spray IPA and then in the can, uh, and then they started doing the Rusty Chuck Red. But they have two new beers that you can get in a can. I saw that the Norseman and the Guava Passion Fruit. Um, which I, as soon as I hear fruit, I always like go and say, Is it a sour? because I hate sour beer, it's disgusting. I don't even know if I can. Tell what I, I I don't know beer that well to yeah. say that oh this is a sour beer or no like it tastes it tastes well, absolutely terrible. it tastes sour yeah and weird and gross okay. but anyway it's not a sour it's a nice kind of sweeter fruit beer and so you can get those cans now and we are sipping on the pink guava and passion fruit wheat this wheat? simple Canadian wheat beer was uh, cold conditioned on generous additions of pink guava and passion fruit. For a beer that is exploding with blend of sweet and tart flavors, this is a refreshing, crushable beer, perfect for the sunny day on the patio or any other time uh, a change from the typical beer is desired. I find like warm weather wants to make me drink different types of beer. Yeah. And, and I get a little lighter with my beer. Like I'm a summer Corona kind of guy. Like I like those lighter beers in the summer. Uh, what I've been doing since I was in Florida <clears throat> in March, uh, beer and Clamato juice. Ugh, that's disgusting. Have you tried it? It's, it's got to be draft, though, doesn't it? No. I thought draft you tried it? I would never try that. It, I, I, see, <laughs> I wouldn't either, but yeah. in the States, you could buy it in a can at a gas station. Okay. <laughs> like Bud Light. It's a so chalada, it's yeah. called. It's a Bud Light with Clamato juice and the, like a little hint yeah. of lime. And they are so good, and, that, and I make them at home. Yeah. Are you guys – would you guys have a uh, – what is it? Uh, Caesar? A Caesar? Yes. No, I keep my drink simple, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll head to Heritage Brewery in the summertime and I'll say, just give me a number three and sit on the patio and yeah, that's just, it. Yeah. I was going to touch on that too. Like when, when you said, like, I'm not a beer guy, 
I get ragged on from my uh, my family. Like I got I got some cousins that I'm close with, and they're all like, "Oh, tell us about the IPA, Tyler." I'm like, "Guys, I'm not. I don't really know what an IPA is. <laughs> I don't know about hops and all yeah. that stuff." What I like about Heritage, I like going into Heritage. I love, I love, I love the, the menu. The guys who play music there. Oh, the atmosphere is ridiculously it's a, good. It's an awesome venue. Yeah, um, yeah that's what I, I keep going back. I miss going there. I want to go think, there. Do you think Murphy will mix his beer with Clamato juice for me? No. No. It's, it's cl- really good. He, he's a man of principle. He's he's a craftsman. Are there right. clams in Clamato? Like, I, is it clam juice? When, clam I, came, juice, when yeah. I came across the border, uh, I think I've said this, but when I came across the border, I went to the duty-free shop. They were, they were selling uh, a two four of Coors Light for a dollar fifty, and you just said one. You said two dollar two twenty four cans. Twenty four cans of beer for a dollar fifty American, because they 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 were told they were going to have to shut down, so they were trying to get rid of some stock. I don't, but it was a dollar fifty. So when I came across the border and I texted Murphy and I was like, "Hey, I just picked this up for a dollar He's like, "Yeah, you overpaid." <laughs> <laughs> nice. So tomato juice is actually clam and tomato juice. Okay, because I thought it was just tomato juice. No, no, no. no. I, I did too. Well, it looks like tomato juice. It does look yeah. like it, but there's so we, so I don't so know who invented it. Like, who's taking clam juice and mixing it with tomato juice? So, how but, do you like juice a clam? Like, I think very you just soak it. it. I just buy you it in soak a it. In, you don't know. Same way you make I, almond milk. Yeah, I assume <laughs> same way you, you milk make, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so in the states they have Bloody Marys. Yes, which is tomato juice. Yeah, and. Uh, I think Clamato juice is a Canadian thing. So, it, so we have Caesars with Clamato juice. Okay. And they have Bloody Marys with tomato juice because at the uh, again, at any of the golf courses I play down there, they don't make Caesars. They'll make Bloody Marys because they don't have Clamato juice. But that's why I found it so weird you could buy in a can beer and Clamato juice because no one knows what that is there. They don't have it. You can't buy it. But Or that I've seen anyway. It's a blend of tomato juice and clam broth. Yeah, there you go. Let's go drinking, boys. It, it, it don't even make sense to me, man. Like, tomato juice and hard liquor, yes. It made that make sense. Beer and tomato juice. You know what? Yeah. What? I'm no, bringing tomato juice yeah. next week, and you're all going to try it. No, no. You got to try it. Have you seen? Okay, so the kids, the young kids that are going around, they, they uh, drink the tomato juice. Oh, no, they, start, they started off. Uh, like on Facebook and such, doing like I challenge so and so. Oh, the to, shots! Like, well, now they're doing. Yeah, they started doing like hockey stuff, like different skills, yes. and now they're doing. Um, they're doing shots of lemon juice, yeah, and it's funny to watch kids try and hammer back yeah. a shot of lemon juice. Yeah, <laughs> could you guys? Could you guys do it? I mean, I could do it. Yeah, yeah it's lemon. It. Yeah, it's, 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 I could do it. It would be sour, and I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, I wouldn't I, want to do it. No, but, yeah, I'd put some. It's same sugar as like in eating first. the saltines. I couldn't eat. The, I couldn't do the saltine challenge though. I think I did, didn't I? No, you were supposed to. You you did it with chowder. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was did. so good. <laughs> there was so much chowder. You, Aiden, you were there, yeah, on the boat bash. On the boat bash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I ate four packs of crackers and one bowl of chowder. <laughs> oh, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, man. It's like that's. I could eat four packs of saltine crackers if I have like chowder. Chowder on the Tuscan Islands, just like I could drink a four liter of milk if I had a bag of barbecue chips. Yeah, yeah. contextual. Yeah. yeah, situational. It just it, yeah, they they go to it together so well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like you drink Bailey, you like Bailey's, man. Okay, right? yeah. So that's that's my big thing this week. So I this was a pay week and ended up at the Carl store because I wanted some homemade Shop bread. Shop Carl. No, no, the Carl store Tuscan. Oh, okay. So I uh, I'm on my way back. It was the day that I was into school, and I stop in on the way home. I'm like, oh, it's it's a, it was like a Tuesday. No way. Pandela Bay was just delivered today. Yeah. So this is a yeah. small bakery from Claire. Matt, yeah. and it's awesome seeing yeah. uh, 
anyhow. We, uh, That's a bakery in Metagon, eh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so good. good oh, bread. the best English muffins. Oh. I just want to hug the bread because it's, yeah. it's like, hugs you back. And, uh, <laughs> so the two loaves of bread lasted a day and a half. It's embarrassing, but I'm back on track yeah. with my life and everything. But um, Those bread days. I'm standing there, and I'm yeah. looking at Trevor from my uh, grade nine math class from 2008. And he's like, hello? And I'm like, hold on, Trev. I'll be right back. And it was just calling my name. I got this big old bottle of Bailey's. Like how big? It was, like a half gallon? I don't know. It was the biggest one they had. My parents always had some. I figured it would be a mature <laughs> thing yeah. to do. <laughs> I'm an adult now, Dad. Look, Dad, I got Bailey's. And a two for a Keats, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> but like the Clamato juice and the beer, that's the first time. I, I, knew, I know people who drink it and have drank it for years. I know old timers yes. talking about using it as a hangover cure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Caesars in the morning. I feel like yeah. that would just make me throw up. Yeah. But so, is that's, it, well, well, and that be might a, be the cure, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get it out of you. The purge. What about, what about uh, salt in your draft beer? Do you ever tap salt? Like tap a... I don't carry salt with me. When no, I no, like, no, but you're, you're you're out you're out at like the local driving range bar in like Lake Loon and Dartmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, personal context. No, um, I've been there. I've been there a lot. <laughs> so you uh, and, and you're having a, a draft, and you take the salt shaker and go, and, you, and then you watch the bubbles. Is that a, is that a thing that or is it just? I've I mean, never heard of that. It's not like a Dartmouth life. thing. Probably actually, I think it's an Indiganish thing. Might be. A driving range with a bar is just what Yarmouth needs right now. And you know what? And you'd put Burton Cummings' fine state of affairs on repeat. <laughs> it's, sh- it's a yeah. shady little driving range. It's like in behind – is it Main Street? It's right behind Sparkling Pools and Spas, which yeah. is at 515 Main Street. Yeah, okay. It is Main Street. Yeah. yeah. And we used to get uh, – they used to have great clams and fries. It's a weird it, – they have everything at this driving range. It's super weird. It's a driving range. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's really and it weird. took up 45 seconds yeah. of our show. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people don't listen to this. <laughs> or this is why. Now, here's, here's why. I want to share this one. I thought this one first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it is it is 525, and uh, I'm coming downstairs to the living room because it's, it's the time to get up, I guess. And uh, first thing I come across is uh, this video, and it's Vince McMahon, the guy who owns the WWE. This yeah. is back in 1983 or – yeah, I think it's 93. Right after WrestleMania 3, they had the Slammy Awards, which is like the first time they had like these awards yeah. show. Vince McMahon is dancing, singing a song, and it's like a Broadway show. Hulk Hogan is playing the bass guitar. It's the most awkward thing ever. Mm. And Jake the Snake Roberts and Macho Man Randy Savage are playing the saxophone and the trombone. Are they actually trumpet. playing or are they like no, – they're, they're not playing. However, Hulk Hogan – this made me research this. Hulk Hogan – Plays the bass guitar, and he's he's played in metal bands. That's I think cool. it could be argued that Vince McMahon is the greatest showman. I told you that. Sideshow Rick Derringer, who sang, or a side note, Derringer, who sang "I Am a Real American." Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know it. His net worth is uh, you don't know Hulk Hogan's music. No. Anyhow, it's uh, everybody. We watched wrestling growing up. I know, but I don't house. remember his. Dun, dun, dun. Anyhow, it's not gonna um, help. <laughs> he, he, he's worth his net worth is five hundred thousand dollars. It's not a lot. I don't know. I, I, I just it, For a guy who wrote Hulk Hogan's music, it's not a lot. Yeah. I mean, Maybe because it's been around, like, you would think he would have got other things since then. I think he pigeonholed himself in <laughs> yeah. as, like, a wrestling songwriter. He yeah. also wrote this WCW theme music for Hogan, I believe. I don't know what that is. You know what WCW is? No, there's too many of them. 
I never like I watched a few Royal Rumbles at your house and played it on Nintendo, but I don't actually know. Yokozuna was the best one to use. Yeah, is he the flippy floppy guy? No, he was the huge sumo wrestler. Oh my god, he was oh. from Hawaii. Who's the the Mexican dude? That was Rikishi. His name was Rikishi. Rikishi, Rikishi. Rikishi. Yeah. But, but they're all the same family. Are like, they? They're related to the Rock. Like Roman Reigns is now that you say it, yeah, they, well, yeah, they Ro- do look alike. Because Roman oh, yeah. Reigns is in the newest Fast and the Furious movie. I don't think he yeah. has a line. Like I don't think he says a word in the he, movie. He's, I'm pretty sure he spears a guy though. He does. Yeah, he does his wrestling move <laughs> yeah. to a guy that has a gun. But anyway. that's great. <laughs> I love it. It's not worth the watch. The, the Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. No. So it, it, it kind of comes back to our, our conversation last week about how uh, you're just looking for an action flick. Yeah. We talked about Solana. Yeah. 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 It's. I mean, there's literally like it's the Rock. Holding on to a truck and a helicopter, he could do that though. And he po- performs them together with yeah. his chains. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so yeah, you know what you're getting into. No, he can do that in the trailer. Real. And I can tell when it's CGI, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. not, not a lick. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of stuff going on in the world. Some of it good, some of it bad. Let's head on to Tyler and kind of hear about what's going on in the world. Welcome to the world. According to Tyler Smith. So, do you guys, uh, you guys, big CGLS people? No. Okay. And it's okay. a little bit, yeah. And, it, and it's, it's important to support local, and those guys are. I, I, I was. I, I, I'm not a big CGLS person, but I was with my old car because I couldn't listen to anything else. Like, I had a. CD player radio. I couldn't plug my phone in. The auxiliary jack was busted, so I could only listen to CJLS. Remember the old tape uh, adapters? You'd yeah. plug plug a tape in and plug it. And in I had distance. one of those ones that like do the radio frequency. You plug your phone in oh, or whatever. Yeah. But my radio wasn't strong enough to pick that. It only like picked up CJLS. I still in my car now because I drive a 2007. Yes. I have a Bluetooth radio. Yeah, yeah. Ben's got a good yeah. one. Yeah, Ben. He, he, fancy. Yeah, I didn't realize that you could only listen to CJLS when you're like down in the Yarmouth area. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to one of the guys that worked there. I I cut his hair right. So we're talking about the radio station. He asked me if I listen. I said, yeah, I usually listen to my drizzle to Halifax. He was like, how do you get CJLS? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't like, obviously I was lying, right? <laughs> <laughs> just keep like, the conversation uh, Yeah, going. just to keep it going. And uh, like, damn it. Not a whole lot of people listen to CJLS, man. Like, why would no. you even ask me this? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> at my house, I can get the ra- uh, Halifax radio stations at my house. Like one hundred one point nine, like the country stations. Like yeah. I can get those at my house on my in my car. They get some powerful frequencies. It's very yeah. weird, but as soon as I go towards town, I lose it. One of my dreams, man, is to, to oust CJLS and start my own radio. But I guess the radio. This tower, is the beginning. The radio this tower is the, is the problem. Um, radio towers are like hundreds of thousands. You know, like really expensive. So we're gonna like, start selling more just, T-shirts. Just get a five G one. Yeah, man. The age of radio is over, man. It is. I know, yeah. It's all yeah. online. We could just That's be, why yeah. we're a podcast. This right? is it. Yeah. So anyhow, CGLS and, and God love them. They're they're local. They're they're what yeah. our town has. Um, they, they got Jimmy Hollywood on every morning, and, and we've talked about Jimmy Hollywood before. And we have not said nice things about Jimmy Hollywood. Before. I know, and I and I do feel bad because I hate shooting down. I don't feel bad anymore. Um, so Jimmy, <laughs> we've, we've joked that Jimmy Hollywood sounds kind of comes across as some guy who's living in his kind of grandma. Have you heard Jimmy Hollywood in the morning? I have yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he, so he he basically does a review of like the local movies yeah. and yeah. or the new movies. So 
Today he he uh, yesterday. I'm sorry, yesterday Ben Ben sent the link. It's uh, he was on a, he he goes on a radio show in because uh, he's on a Ontario. bunch of different stations. Like he does, he does CKBW. In he Bridgewater. does in Bridgewater. He does a few in New Brunswick. He does some in Ontario. Like all over the state. Like that's his job. I'm pretty he's like sure a he Hollywood works, correspondent. I'm pretty sure he works on the radio channel in the valley. We're, we're we're talking about Jimmy the janitor, right? No, no, no. no. There's just, two Jimmys. Yeah, it's so easy to confuse. Oh. He comes on like shortly after eight because I used to hear him every morning on my way to school. And it's Jimmy Hollywood. He's this guy. He's he lives in Hollywood. And he gives like the Hollywood news. He had a bowling movie. alley once. He did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monday to Friday, he's on, and he's like, you know, what movies are releasing this week? How they did at the box office? Any Hollywood gossip? He's only on for like five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it 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 fills some time. So uh, so he's on this Ontario radio channel, and he's like, well, and, and you're expecting like a, a cool kind of Hollywood story. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, let me tell you, yesterday was uh, it was Monday. It was my, my turn. Uh, we, Pick a my, restaurant. All my friends, we, we get together and we go on Mondays for breakfast. And, uh, and I was so excited. And it was my week to choose. And my favorite place to go is Melrose Avenue in L.A. It's a great street. Oh, my goodness. So much fun. And then he goes, he's like, but we get down there. And there's rioting going on all over, and protesters all over the street. And we had to choose another restaurant. He did say one thing. He was like, "The idiots are looting." Yeah, he called them idiots, and you know, the people who are looting—that's one thing. But he was—he was complaining about them. But he said it looked like a war zone. I think he said. He said, "Yeah, he called called protesters idiots." And then he's like, "And I get this whole thing while they're out there, but all lives matter." And I'm like, "Ah, yeah, yeah." And then the 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 woman, the host, she said, "She's like, well, yeah, but." True, but she said right now it's black lives that are being persecuted. And he's like, well, agree to disagree. We'll put a pin in that for now. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> and I felt, yeah, that, I felt so vindicated. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> against Jimmy Hollywood. Jimmy Hollywood yeah, yeah. living in the basement in the valley. Yeah. You shitting on him. It's paid off. We did apologize, even though yeah. we know he doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, someone sent out like a tweet I saw after that about the uh, All Lives Matter and argument with one of these people. Yes, but like the 99 has to look out for the one that's that's in trouble right now. It's like if someone's house is on fire, you don't that's, say, well, yeah. I want the fire department at my house because my house matters too. Yeah. No, like you go where the problem is and you help well, those people. Well, and, and if you look at it, right, like how many chickens are, mur- are killed every year so we could eat, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Like innocent chickens, right? But we don't want you to kill an innocent tiger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because their lives are endangered. That's yes. how uh, black people feel whenever they're pulled over by cops, right? They feel like their lives are endangered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why it's black lives matter and not all lives matter, which all lives do matter. Because yeah. in my opinion, I, I, I wish chickens didn't die either. Yeah. But you know what I mean? They're not. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just we don't feel like they're endangered as much as a tiger is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, not that there's many of them you could go on and kill them. Yeah. Just that yeah. they're not as endangered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this woman, the host, I can't remember her name, but she uh, she went on later on her show and like was like, I just went off on it essentially. But like she did a really good job on it, kind of like saying like the, how crazy what he said was. Yeah. And how like it kind of just took her by shock because like he usually just gives like stupid celebrity couples yeah. gossip and shit like that. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. And a lot of these guys too, in his defense, like they really don't mean anything. They're just coming off the top and, and I, I yeah, I see what you're saying. But with him when when she said that and he's like, Well, he, I agree to disagree. He kinda and then I'm like, yeah, he you, had, yeah, you had your chance, chance to kind of be like, you know, baguette, I screwed yeah. up there. Yeah. But yeah. he, he kinda just kept going with it. And like, at this like 
if somebody calls me out on some sort of naive statement that I make, I am totally humble enough to be like, you know what, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Yeah, I've said lots of stupid shit. No way. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna share one other story before we uh, before we move on out of mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fallen Colorado, um, he got busted um, for operating a drug lab where he made healthy acai berry meth. <laughs> Antioxidant. Was it blue? Mm. <laughs> so it was crystal blue. Actually, it's black and it, it it looks like it looks like char. It's kind of nasty. And he yeah. and he looks like a guy. So Craig Williams isn't most most methyl like black, like tarry looking stuff. I thought it's whitish clear. Yeah, oh, so I think that's where the crystal comes from. Uh, yes. That makes more sense. Yep. Not a big meth guy. But his stuff is healthy though, so it could be any color. Oh my god! Imagine yeah. imagine yeah. the antioxidants <laughs> in his meth. So yeah, so they, they, they went into his house and they, they, he was reported. Yeah, and then, yeah. then there was, I guess there was photographs provided. So it's obviously somebody close to him. And they're like, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's making crystal meth, uh, but he's making it with acai berries. So it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe check it out. <laughs> yeah. It evens out, I think, yeah. in the long run. So uh, yeah, so, and, and he was totally kind of upfront. He says, instead of running, instead of run-of-the-mill meth, the man claimed he, to making a bizarre concoction, which he told police was a healthy blend of acai berries and methamphetamine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do agree. Like, if all drug dealers was, were like this was, you know what I mean? It was like this guy, the world would be a better place. Yeah. Like, if you look out. He's looking his, out for his customers. You have to. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you, know, yeah. you know that meth heads aren't getting their antioxidants, right? <laughs> Right. They're, they're, they're just yeah, on that red wine. It's also wine. it's also high in fiber. Yeah, yeah, probably organic too. You're gonna find Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. being per, like promoting this. Right. Big I haven't watched a second of her show. Oh, I can't stand it. Oh my god. Yeah, I think so. they should start putting like you know protein powder or vitamin supplements in cocaine. You know, like if something. Yeah. I mean, you look. Drug users, they lose a lot of weight and stuff. They're yeah. not getting enough nutrients. So if you mix some nutrients little, into the little, drugs. A little pro- protein powder. Well, just, as you talk about cocaine, right? Like yeah. I was talking to one of my buddies the other day. Well, I say the other day. Just before uh, the shutdown here, he's a – what do you call them guys that drive the ambulances? Oh, and Paramedics. Paramedics. Paramedic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we have, we have three different words. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, what we call it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just call him the ambulance guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he – well, he said he went to, he got a call there in, I think it was January, and went to pick up someone, and their nose was clogged with cocaine. Like, just clogged. That's just too much. I feel like. How do you clog your nose with cocaine, man? Like, like Scarface burying his face like, in the bowl of it. I myself have never tried it, but from what I've seen on TV, it's. Looks like a granular substance, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he usually goes down the hatch. Yeah. <laughs> like their cocaine is chunky or something. I don't know, man. Maybe he had a runny nose. <laughs> I'll tell you. That would be stuff. a terrible time. When I, was yeah. a, when I was a kid, we were making a movie. And in our movie. Oh, we used to make movies. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I was snorting a line of cocaine, which was flour. Yeah. And that bound up my nose. <laughs> like, because you think, you know. Flour mixed with water becomes glue or yeah. whatever. So it mixes with my snot and it's like, ah! <laughs> so for a, for a movie for school, you were snorting flour? I did lots of weird stuff in my yeah. school movies. <laughs> we, used we used to make movies though, like just oh, randomly. Yeah, just for fun too. Like, in the woods yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I, I was always, I was making movies ever since I was like before 10 we, or 11. Before we go on from the news around the world, can I give one quick news update that I saw? I think it was today. It might have even been last night. 
Only uh, if you refer to the old that man from Carol Florida. Baskins was awarded oh, yeah. Joe Exotic Zoo. In the no. Lost no. Yeah, court, if court yeah. ordered, she was awarded no. the zoo. Flat out. But yeah. didn't Buddy steal the zoo there? So, yeah, but, but he has to give it up to her. Oh my Jeff Lowe, so Jeff Lowe, uh, the guy who owns, is running yeah. it now, said he's going to leave it like in a complete fucking disaster <laughs> yeah. for her when she comes to get like the yeah. animals and stuff. He'll probably sell off the animals. She is a disaster. This is the best thing I've seen on TV. I know. Oh, yes, <laughs> period. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, since, since, like, since Joe Exotic's unable to pay, yeah. and there was, it was the court, a judge, a federal judge ordered Carol Bassus. Yeah. Now he, she owns his zoo. Cause yeah he cause he signed it he put it in his mom's name his mom and Jeff before Lowe. before Lowe yeah looked they both own it right now but Lowe's got that other is it Oklahoma City where he's they got just the new across zoo? the border from Nevada isn't no that doesn't make sense and he stole that zoo also eh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> from the other guy <laughs> it's so American oh, so American <laughs> it's unbelievable when I saw that I, first I thought it was fake but then when you dig it no it's legit she's she was awarded a zoo I think it's great. Yeah, and I, I remember. I, 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 I want to say I did a little research, but it wasn't research. I just seen it on the BBC. Like they had this this clip on there from a guy interviewing Joe like years ago, and he said Joe was a cop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, and he was actually a chief. Well, not yeah. a chief, but he's like a marshal. Yeah, there was a guy. There was a guy from the BBC who did a whole like a yeah. documentary, and he was in it. I'm like, I, holy shit, man! How can <laughs> Joe? <laughs> Be a cop, yeah. and not just a regular cop. Like he yeah. was the head of his department. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he was a teenager at that, so he, <laughs> <laughs> he was likely more rowdy, man. Like yeah. the guy who did the documentary, I can't remember his name, but he did another one. It's called "The Most Hated Family in America." Have you yeah. seen that one? No. It's about like no. a super tight knit Mormon church cult Why do sort you of find thing. The time to watch these documentaries. It's, an old, it's really it's it's only about an hour, but it, you should Unreal. Google it. It's called "The Most Hated Family in America," about the small church. It's the ones who. Um, who protests like um, in picket line? At, like, no, that's Marines. the Westboro Baptist. Yeah, that's, Church. that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Westboro Baptist. Yeah, I can't think God of hates fags. Yeah, I don't usually say that, but no, yeah, but that's, they're, they're that's the signs. Thank they put God up. for dead soldiers. Yeah, yeah wow. they go to their funerals and yeah, like, yeah. they have these little kids holding those signs that said "Thank God he's dead" and all this stuff. And, bad guys, just straight up bad. Yeah, they're terrible. It's the same guy who did the interview with Joe Exotic. That's okay. what it is. Ah. Well, talking about Mormon churches, did I ever tell you about my experience? No Mormon church in town. No in town. Yeah, there's one there up by uh, the college, Burridge. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bur- yeah. It's got that spike in the yeah, front. Yeah, I always thought, church. Yeah, I always thought it sucked oh, yeah. to go... I uh, two streets from there. I had no idea that's that was a church. <laughs> yeah, it is. And these people, just let me get this out there <laughs> okay. before I go any further. They're excellent people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent people. Like, you'll never meet better people. But they came to my, my shop and invite... They kept coming and inviting me, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't like saying no. <laughs> so I said, you know what, man, I'll go just to get yeah. it out of the way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But the Saturday before I went, my buddy Brian, which which you know, Ben, yeah, yeah, came to see me, and we're and I told him I was going, and he said, man, like, you know, the Mormons used to be racist, but like they're racist, <laughs> like they used to think black people didn't have souls. And I'm yeah. like, what? He's like, yeah, they, they, they research it, man. It's a the thing. They thought black people didn't have souls. They, their religion is, is based on racism. I'm like, shit. Right? <laughs> 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 That's I, get out. I already told him I was going. Like, and I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm going, I'm going, right? So I went there the Sunday, and with, with what Brian said in the back of my head, right? And I went there, and everything was cool. Like, they were welcoming. They were, I felt the love, right? But then they offered, uh, 
these uh, crackers. Communion. Communion, okay. wine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Juice, it was juice, but they called it wine. Yeah. What? They don't even go for the real wine? They have wine? Well, they're not Catholics. Oh. We, we get the good stuff. Yeah, I've <laughs> never had the wine in the Catholic Church. <laughs> I'm used to black churches. Oh, yeah. They don't give you nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go there and you go and you sing and you pay your, your you put a collection, the dues yeah. in and you leave. It's yeah. way and more so, fun. Way more fun. <laughs> so when this food comes out, like I'm not used to it, right? I'm like, fuck is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not expecting anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure wait, what Brian told me, like, I'm sure there's some shit in here that's going to fuck me up. <laughs> But I have to be polite. I have to eat it because they're offering and everyone's eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ate it. There was nothing in there. But in my head, there was something in there. <laughs> yeah. And I started sweating, man. <laughs> and the church, the church was, it was probably eight degrees in there. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Like, it was not AC hot. was pumping. Yeah. I was sweating, man. <laughs> A little kid came over and said, hey, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I messaged, at the time, I, got, I, have, I have this friend that lives in Port Maitland, right? I messaged her, and I said, like, I'm in a Mormon, I told her that I was going, I said, I'm in a Mormon church now. Yeah. I told her I was going, and I don't feel good. If you don't hear from me within the next hour, come get me, no matter what they tell you, I'm in here. And after I sent that message, probably I stayed there maybe 10 more minutes, and then I just yeah. left. He's yeah. like, I'm going to sneak out the back. Yeah. Yeah. But there was nothing wrong with the food. These people are excellent people. Oh, it's yeah. just that people say stuff, and it, it'll, you, you it think about on, it, and yeah, yeah. it plays, plays with you. It yeah. gives you a little didn't anxiety. Realize, we, I didn't realize we had a Mormon church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, we have, is there a lot of Lutheran churches around here too? I don't know. See, because we've talked, not that we, not that we ever talk about religion on the show, but Danny and I have talked about maybe starting to go back to church. But I'm Catholic and she's not. And as a Catholic, I feel super weird going to any other church. It's Catholic guilt, is what it is. Yeah. But I said, like, I mean, I'd go to church again, but it would have to be the Catholic one. But no go. No. Nope. Catholic people aren't a big fan of Catholics. Yeah, I can't I figure why. out why. History, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aiden, you, you mentioned you mentioned going to church. I, I went to a friend of mine from from back home, Cole Harbor. Um, so it was church was in Cherrybrook, which is just outside North Preston, and that was the most energetic and and party atmosphere mass I've ever been to. I'm like. <clears throat> They're doing religion, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, at the Catholic Church, don't you have to be part of church to get communion? Yes. Yeah. So you wouldn't even get the wine and the crackers at the Catholic Church. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're supposed to, you're supposed to be part. I of I mean, you can you can fake it. You can, <laughs> as long as you put the right hand over the left yeah. hand. Bow. <laughs> I've been yeah. faking it for 36 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, uh, my buddy, he he was uh, a Saint of X. He played uh he's from new brunswick and he played jazz organ um he was awesome he's in the music program yeah like and he was blues to the core like every night he's just in his room drinking whiskey and just hacking darts <laughs> and playing soulful That's gorgeous blues be awesome. music. that would be awesome oh it was great so i just like we just go have some whiskey and i just sit there and listen to him because he was just amazing and he played the organ and yeah. like just like well, the keyboard he plays the keys yeah um but he's like my favorite thing is uh he's like i like it when i Get to go back home to Fredericton and I play all like the black churches because yeah. then he really gets like he he uh he does all like the organ stuff for them and yeah. like because it's so energetic and so fun. Dude, and, I tell you, man, like black churches, like I've not been to black churches all over the world. Like I yeah. can just say for Jamaica, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Church is fun, man. Like 
Like, I don't even consider myself religious. Yeah, yeah. But I go to church just for fun, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I could use the church on Sunday, right? Yeah. And you go there and the singing and the dancing. And, and like, it's community, right? Yeah, like, yeah, everybody's it, together. It is, man. It's really feel good. fun, yeah. Not uh, so not Catholic. Ta- I was just say not yeah. talk about Catholic churches. With him, Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and the Catholicism never caught on in Jamaica. I, I don't. I. You're lucky. I think it's because. <laughs> <laughs> I think because of the British, but I, maybe it's just the atmosphere, right? Yeah. I don't think it would ever work in Jamaica either. Like people are not going to sit for like four hours to listen to. <laughs> Yeah, this guy with his like, slow we, singing, man. <laughs> you, did you, you grew up in a Catholic church too, no? Yes. So we all did, but I, I'd never been to like a. Have you ever been to a wedding at a Catholic church? No. So it's a, it's a church service. The whole it's, wedding, yeah. It's, it's a full hour service, church service with the wedding in there somewhere. It's, yes. It, like, oh, it's by the way, yeah, it's just with, with with two people over more dressed than the rest sitting in the middle in front of everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. super weird. And and funerals are, are even worse because they don't talk about the person who died. No. They don't. Not at Catholic funerals. They really like. There's one person, like the ones I've been to. It's been like they talk about death. They talk about death and religion and everything. But then there's like one person who will do the eulogy. But that's it. But it's like an hour long. Yeah. So it's yeah. anyway. We don't need to talk about. I can't talk bad about Catholic. Oh yeah, I gotta say when I was in Jamaica, I went to a Rastafarian uh, religious ceremony. Yeah, and that blew me away. Yeah, some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were walking around because this is in Kingston, and we were walking in like in this little park, and then these guys come out and they're wearing like uh, kind of like African pattern like robes. Ro- yeah. But he had like a collar on, like a priest. Okay. Like, had, like a Catholic guy. priest kind of thing. Yeah, there's like a white yeah. collar on. And anyway, then there's like a hundred people waving flags. There was like fifty people beating drums. So you just follow everyone. Well, you're, no, you're all just hanging out in here, and then everyone in the crowd is just smoking weed. Uh, he was throwing hand fires of pot on this bonfire in the yeah. middle of the park. It was awesome. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was intense. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's some. It is different, right? Yeah, it's different. It's a, the world according to me and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> me and my friends yeah, like the world. Cool. Let's uh, let's let's take a step back from these dark times and move into history. History's been nicer than that now, right? <laughs> There's nothing bad in history. Tell us some good news. Benton Gallagher would like to invite you to join him on a journey through histories and mysteries. So I'm going to go back to World War II for this one, because most of my favorite ones that I found have been from either World War One or World War II. This one's a story about a ghost plane and... If you look up any creepy or weird phenomenons from World War One and World War Two, there's tons of stuff about uh, like sightings. Yeah. Um, especially if, if you look at World War One, the sightings, so like the guys in the trenches, think they've seen tons of stuff in the sky. Like there's tons of UFO stuff. There's the uh, I can't even think of the name of it now. But anyway, there's tons tons of stories of this stuff. This one though has to do with Pearl Harbor, and everyone. I'm not going to go into what Pearl Harbor was because everybody. In, I think knows what Pearl Harbor was. Yeah. Um, when Japan invaded Hawaii, just in case you yeah. didn't know. Is uh, is Ghost Plane related to Soul Plane at all? No, Kevin Hart wasn't there. Because I know Soul, a ghost is the soul. So, Sorry. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this came out, this was before Soul Plane. Okay. <laughs> Snoop Dogg um, wasn't flying it. So, on December 8th in 1942, which is... Uh, nearly a year to the day after Pearl Harbor happened, an unidentified plane was picked up on the radar heading towards Pearl Harbor, coming from the direction of Japan. 
right? So it was almost about a year after. And so obviously at that time, America is fully in the war, and if they see a plane coming from Japan, <laughs> yeah, they start to worry yeah. because Pearl Harbor was a mess. Um, so they sent U.S. planes out to, to kind of intercept, see what was going on. Um, and the plane was actually uh, an American plane. It's called a Curtis P-40 Warhawk. And that kind of plane hasn't been used by hadn't been used by any American forces since Pearl Harbor happened. Like a lot of their planes were destroyed. Yeah. So they hadn't used that type of plane since Pearl Harbor happened. So to see one flying from Japan twirled towards the U.S. was pretty weird. Yeah. Right. So when the pilots got up in the air, uh, the report said the plane was full of bullet holes, and there was a body in the cockpit, but they were slumped over. Like they they said they looked like he was either asleep or dead. Um, and they said they could even see that he was covered in blood, the pilot. Um, so the P-40, it ended up crash landing in the U.S. Like, uh, I don't know exactly what island it crashed on, but it crashed over by Hawaii. Um, but when they got there, like the pilots, I mean, they're obviously talking to the base, saying, you know, there's a body in the plane, and the stuff were following it in. They watch it crash land and everything, and then um, there was no body when, the, when they got to the plane. Like, when the people... They got to the crash site. There's nobody in the plane. And, like, the pilots were still up there. Like, they, you know, they watched this all happen. Um, but there was a diary. And the diary was from an American soldier uh, that claimed he had flown the, the plane from a Japanese, uh, South Philippines island that was, like, 1,300 miles away. So, and that's, I mean, so the weirdest thing about that is, one, how would an American soldier still have a plane a year later after Pearl Harbor? How would he have gassed it up? Because, I mean, back then, the planes couldn't fly 1,300 miles, right? That's what yeah, aircraft so, carriers were invented. Yeah, yeah, so you'd have to stop over some... Yeah, place. so where's he refueling? Yeah. How's he getting, like, how's the plane coming from there? But, like, where they picked up the plane, there isn't a whole lot of places the plane could have been. Like, there's no... Really, though? There's no, like, in the South Philippines, there wasn't a ton of airstrips that the Americans didn't know about, right? So, anyway... That's a real gem. Story of the so it's, yeah, it's just a super weird like how did this plane end up back there a year after Pearl Harbor when those planes weren't used anymore and it did have like and they said even at the crash they could tell that there was bullet holes through it um, and it was an American soldier's diary. What if he was like a total dude, bro? And he was just like, like he left Pearl Harbor when he saw the attack coming. <laughs> no, he's like, no, he's like, no, and maybe he even fought in Pearl Harbor after he's like, I'm going. You know, he was like the first punked. He was yeah, the first action yeah, but, catcher. But, but there's no body in it after it crashed, right? There was no body. Well, that's the thing. The, yeah. the planes intercepted it, followed it in, watched it crash land. Like, they didn't see somebody eject, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they swore there was a pilot. Yeah. But, and if there wasn't, <clears throat> autopilot didn't really exist yeah. in 1942. It's all World War II. I'm telling you but that. still, okay. autopilot wasn't a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Like, you needed someone to fly these. These, these are fight, it, fighter planes. I think like it was a prank. Well, it probably was. But how did so Master Kutcher's so, grandfather? Yeah, you know one of the, the big theories is Japan sent this up. Um, just the and worst just sent it towards Hawaii. <laughs> but the thing is, like, how did they get it to fly there? Like, it's like the world's worst kamikaze bomber. Like, like, he, yeah. like but like, yeah. Anyway, just lands on coast to the ground. But there was no sign of an ejection. Like the seat was there, so. They just don't know how. It, like they watched it crash. They don't know how it got there. And when they intercepted, they did. They said they saw a body. Thought they saw. But I mean, again, you're flying in the sky. It's can you really tell if it's a person in there? Because I feel like back then they wouldn't be able to get as close to the planes as they could now. Yeah. But anyway, the Red Baron could. He was shot down by nobody knows who. Maybe Snoopy. (laughs) Wasn't that cartoon the Red Baron? 
Was it? Yeah, it was a cartoon. Well, I mean, the, the Red Baron was a real person. Merry right? Christmas, everyone. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I'm not the history guy. The Red Baron was a real person. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah he was yeah, a real yeah, pilot in World War II. Yeah, yeah. But nobody knows who killed him. Okay, cool. Best kept secret. Well, thanks. thanks for sharing. KGB. So, Adian, man, yeah. this is the first time we've had you on our show. Uh, we're excited to have you. Hope to have you again. Uh, good man to talk to, man full of stories. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, you know? Ah, uh, there's not a whole lot to tell. Uh, just a weird guy trying to find himself in a weird world, man. Yeah. Here's when did you come to Yarmouth? <clears throat> I moved to Canada five, what year are we now? 2020? Yep. Yeah. Almost six, oh, pretty much six years ago now, yeah. Okay. And if uh, you, were you anywhere else before here? I lived, I lived in the valley for uh, the better part of a year. Oh, okay. Uh, then I moved to Claire in Mavalet there, and I lived there for mm, about a year, okay. maybe a little bit less, and then I moved to Ontario, to Toronto. Well, I say Toronto, big Brampton, yeah. Okay. yeah. And I was there for a few months, and I moved back to Claire, then I moved to Yarmouth. Okay. Yeah. So when you're... When you're looking at moving, okay, I'm gonna go settle somewhere else. What was your What was your attraction to Nova Scotia? What's it? I'm gonna go to the east coast of Canada. Well, a lot of people don't know, but like Yarmouth is like big in Jamaica. Like really? yeah, like young kids in Jamaica, like they dream of coming to Yarmouth. Man. Like, <laughs> it's because it's, it's probably because yeah, I yeah. went there. Yes, well, you, you might have something to do with it, man. Isn't there pictures of Ben everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> it's me with Usain Bolt, like just shaking hands, like come to Yarmouth. The shoulder up statue. Pam right Mood sent me uh, down there to uh, sell to yeah. the local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking for a new challenge, right? Like Jamaica's really cool, man. Like. The best life you could ever live is you'll probably live in Jamaica. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Tired, I'm sold. Like, you yeah. don't have to work in Jamaica to, 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 to survive. You know what I mean? Like, it's just everything is different. Everything is like money isn't as important as it is here. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's a different pace. You can build a house with your buddies in a day, and you could just build it on a plot of land owned by the government. And the government will allow it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah, won't yeah. be it won't be premium land, like it'll just be It's just where your house is. It's just land. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's not land on a beach or on a hillside, it's just land like you you become a squatter, but the government will allow it, right? Yeah. Like money isn't as important. And I guess when there's not a lot of it, then it becomes less important, right? Yeah. It's not relevant. So, yeah, so uh yeah, but that life wasn't for me. Like living on the beach, like smoking weed and drinking coconuts every day. Like I wanted something more, like see what the world was about, right? And my parents live in the States, right? But I never liked the States, man. Like ever since I was a kid, like I never liked the States. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I grew up like, listening to a lot of the BBC and I've always been into the news, like always watching the news, like. Most of the BBC, Al Jazeera, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And I just, like, I've always thought that the United States played an unfair role in the world. In everything. Yeah. And so I just never... So my options was States, Canada, maybe China. I chose Canada, like, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. And I just ended up here by chance, right? I was supposed to go to Toronto, but I ended up here by chance, and yes, yeah. Like I, I feel like 
Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, like the hubs were. Yeah. Like if you're coming to Canada, oh yeah, I'll go to those big spots. Yeah, because yeah. they're big multicultural centers. Yeah, but uh, well, when I first, when I moved to Canada, right, I, I I came here and I used to work on the the, the seasonal agriculture workers program. You know what that is? Yeah, picking tomatoes up in the valley. Sort of, you know, well, that sort of thing. But yeah. I didn't do any of that stuff. Like my the 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 farm that I worked with. We uh, harvested strawberry plants and then shipped them to the states, like for like to Florida, and they grow and ship the berries back here for winter. Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. but the plants can only be grown down there, where it's the, the land freezes over in the winter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is where we harvest them here, and yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. Know. yeah, that is cool. Yeah. So I didn't know that, and I pick strawberries a lot in yeah. summertime. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so the strawberries that come here in the the winter time. Plants actually come from Canada, most of it anyway. Cool. Yeah, we ship them to Florida and whatever, yeah. So after my, my contract was up, I was supposed to go to Toronto. But then I met a girl down here and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I ended up here, yeah. There you go. Let's see where it goes. Oh, and now you're the number one barber in Yarmouth. Why do you look at me when you say that? <laughs> I'm not a barber. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that is good. That's... Uh... That's how a lot of people end up down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty common, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, I mean, we alluded to at the beginning of the program, like, it's been a crazy week. Um, it's pretty unavoidable to talk about what's going on in the States. Um, it's been almost, at this point, I feel like it's almost a week and a half of, yeah. of these protests, well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. pretty close, yeah. And By the time this comes out, it will have been almost two weeks, Yeah, I think. No, yeah, because last time we recorded, we... Uh, um, it had already started. Yeah, yeah so right. we were a few, was a few nights into it already. So, um, yeah. Um, so it's hard not to talk about, and I think it's important to talk about. And I know that we uh, are three white privileged, in, uh, like middle income individuals. So uh, just keep that in mind as as we talk. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, and in all yeah. seriousness, that's the filter we're coming through. That, yeah. yeah, and just to let just to let all your listeners know and stuff too. Like he says, three white privileged middle income guys. Like I identify as white, so we four of us. <laughs> okay, there you go. Let yeah. the, letting so there's know. four crackers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at the new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good name. We're switching it out. Just four crackers. Um, so yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on what's happening right now? Well, I'll go. I'll go. chime first. I uh, I want to say that the last week and a half has been absolute information overload for Manise and I, as parents, as teachers, and as as white people, as white Canadians. Is okay. I I thought I I thought I had a grasp, and I guess what my biggest realization is that I. I know more of what I didn't know. Like I guess I guess now I know how much I didn't know, which is always the scariest thing because you don't know what you don't know. And I guess the, the 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 magnitude that this has risen to is is uh is kind of opening our eyes to be like okay, yeah, there's there's a lot more than what we and and I guess it's 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 closer to home than we think. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um yeah, I mean just looking at the states, like as soon as Trump was elected, like it, it tells you, like okay, there's a large portion of people in the states are racist. Like, and you always kind of knew that there's a you know some down south hick, what whatever. But like, no, like the whole Republican Party and like 
And like that's manifesting itself like through the deaths of innocent black people from the police and like just this great injustice that uh, it just transgresses all throughout their society. Um, and so like the Trump was like a big shot because they would rather vote for that than a woman. You know, even white women voted for Trump over Hillary. Oh, more than Hillary. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is shocking. Uh, you think like, oh, it could be the first woman yeah. president. Um, she shouldn't delete her emails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, Save the emails. But yes. Yeah, so we're at this point where, and I think it's important to remember, like the backdrop of COVID. Right. Everybody's yeah. hurting. Everybody's out oh. of a job. Um, and then you watch a guy get murdered on TV. You know, like it's not the first time. No, but like it's just like you have that powder keg, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you watch this guy get murdered on TV, and that was it. Like that was like because there's you know unemployment's at an all time high, um, and so yeah, people are gonna react. Yeah. This is and uh, people are right to react, right? Like yeah, people got a right to react, and. There's a lot of stuff I want to say, but I never, re- I never talk about racism because, like, I get emotional when I talk about racism. So yeah. I just never talk about it. But there's a story I want to share with you before I talk about racism and cops in general, right? Yeah. Because cops and black Americans don't have the greatest of relationship. The armed forces don't have the best relationship going back decades. You know what I mean? That's why even when you go to you go back all the way to say to Colin Kaepernick, yeah, kneeling when a national anthem is being played, right? Black people, black Americans don't view it the same way as white Americans view it as a sign of disrespect, yeah. because the national anthem of the United States does not mean the same to black Americans as it means to white Americans. It's mm-hmm. a song celebrating the armed forces. The armed forces and blacks don't get along. Yeah. You understand what I'm yeah, getting at? Totally. Yeah. People talk about uh, the veterans and what the veterans did. We should respect it. And I agree, we should respect it. There were black veterans too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That came back and saw white people going into the stores through, with their dogs through the front door and they had to enter through the back. Yeah. After they risked their life. After they risked their life to save the country mm-hmm. and to protect the people that were back home, right? Yeah. There were veterans that see their sons and grandsons being murdered on TV sometimes. You know what I So the yeah. anthem doesn't mean the same to black Americans as it means to white Americans. Yeah. But as I said, I wanted to, to, to start off with something a little bit more positive, right? Yep. Yeah. And this is my, I, to be honest, I've never really experienced blatant racism. Not that I can remember. I've never experienced blatant racism. Subtle racism, maybe. But uh, last winter, not this winter that passed, but the winter before, I got pulled over by a cop on Main Street and it was a female cop. And she came up to me. She was polite and whatever, right? She said my place were expired. And they were expired about three months expired. I just never looked yeah. like who really checks their place, right? Yeah. Nobody. They were expired. So I said, fine, they were expired, right? 
she wrote me a ticket, right? I talked to people like, it baffled me, you know what I mean? I got pulled over in a 50 zone before, going 85, and the guy gave me a warning. Yeah. yeah. And this was just, I just didn't check to see my place were expired, right? I figured at best, like the worst case scenario, I should have walked away with a warning. That's what I thought, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got a ticket, which she was within her right to give me. Yeah. Right? And that's fine. I got a ticket and that's fine, right? So two days later, she pulled me over again. I didn't get a chance to pay the ticket yet because I had my work schedule set up already. And two, it's two days. By the time I get off work, the DMV was closed. And yeah. I later found out that you could, I think, call them and, and they mail something to you or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, two days later, she pulled me over again, towed my car. Ah, oh, shit. Right? She was from her. She was like super French, like from Quebec or mm-hmm. New Brunswick or somewhere, right? She towed my car and whatever. I'm like, not good. Not good, man. Like this, at this point, I have friends that are cops. And at this point, like I hated every cop in the world, man. Like you can yeah. tell me nothing that to make me like a cop. I thought you were supposed, you were given a certain amount of time to pay your stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I thought there was, like, like a great spirit. Like, you get a ticket. No, yeah, you have time to pay the ticket. But she pulled me up. She you had towed to my the, car. Because you didn't get this new sticker yet. Yeah, because I didn't get a new sticker. Yeah. So, anyway. Because of, of the plates. Because of the plates. You're, she told she a serious danger to public safety. So, yeah. I, I paid I paid to pay the towing fee and whatever and paid and got my car back, right? And about a week later, I was parked in behind Scotiabank. And I went to work. I shouldn't park behind Scotiabank, by the way. The parking lot was full, right? And I was late for work, so I just thought, fuck it. (laughs) Park behind Scotiabank, right? So uh, I finished working. And this was, it was wintertime, right? And it was, I remember it was minus 21. And blowing a hurricane, man. Like, you go out there and you're immediately, you're froze, right? I didn't have a gloves on. I didn't have gloves on. I walked out there to get in my car. My tire was flat. My my driver's side uh, rear tire was flat. So I'm like, shit, man. Like it's yes. gonna be a bitch to change because like it's minus twenty, minus twenty one. The wind is blowing. I gotta handle metal, right? Like yeah, yeah. It's worse. This is not gonna be good, right? Out of nowhere, this cop car pulls up. I'm like shit. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's like, is this your car? And I said, yeah. And he said, you know your place are expired, right? I still didn't get the place because I, I, I had to pay to get it back and all that. I didn't get the place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. More excuses. Yeah. He said, is this your car? Yeah, I said, yeah. He said, you know the place are expired. I said, yeah, I'm actually, I got a ticket and got it towed for it. And I'm going to pay it, man. Just give me like a day or two. And he's like, I see you got a flat there. I said, yeah. He came out of his car. His name was Laurent Boucher. Super French guy too from either Quebec or somewhere around there. Yeah, Laurent Boucher's name is I remember it perfect. Yeah. So anyway, he came out of his car. He saw that I was cold. My hands were freezing, and this guy took his gloves off and gave them to me. Right. Wow. And this guy went in my trunk, got my spare, and went on his knees and changed my tire for me. Yeah. Right. That's legit. This is at, this is in the time when like. I was ready to snap, right? Like, yeah, I hated yeah. every cop in the world. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. guy went on his knees, changed my tire for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gave me his gloves off his hand. Yeah. And changed my tire, got in his car, I said, hey, man, have a good day, and drove away. And I'm like, man, this, 
like not all cops are bad you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. and this like really like changed my outlook like there's bad cops but there's good ones too right yeah yeah and even though i shared this story with many people and they're like ah the female cop was racist i, I don't think she was racist like i just think she was within her right to do what she did yeah you know what i mean it was my fault like i should have never had an expired plate but she, and then she could have given me she she i think she took the most extreme measure she could have taken <laughs> but it just comes back to show you like there's people that and she could have been having a bad day too right but yeah just what that lauren boucher did like that was i i wasn't expecting it you know what i mean and that just like saved my week my month that that yeah, yeah. made such a huge difference pump, pump your tires yeah. um yeah and and of course there's always going to be like good folks and bad folks not as much press has been put on canada but like the thing in in the states is that it's gotten to the point where there's just a problem with the police in the states and and there still are good officers within it but the entire institution is broken right and I'm glad to see that the three officers that stood by and watched him murder, they're yeah. not being charged. Yeah, that's that was that. insane to me that they could just yes. sit by. Because, so, like, that's – maybe he was, like, a half-decent guy and he went to church and he gave money to this. But then he just sat there and watched this other dude kill a guy yeah. because they knew that they could do it, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, when you're talking about, like, just uh, soldiers and stuff in the military and, like, how, yeah, black people serve as well. I just think about the number two construction battalion, you know? Yep. So this is the first <clears throat> African-Canadian uh, war unit in World War One, And they, they signed up. They said, we want to fight. You know, we want to fight for our country. We want to fight for our people. And they said, okay, well, what you're going to do is you're going to be the construction guys. Yeah. But it's not like a, a, a remedial role, like you're a cook in the kitchen. No, you're going to be on the front lines. Like, we're yeah. going to give you a shovel. Dig a trench. You're going to run into enemy fire yeah. and dig a hole. With a shovel, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, like, it's, like, it's way more badass than, like, the, even the soldiers. Because the soldiers, Wait. when they got, and, and the soldiers were badass, when they got there, they had a trench to be in. Yeah. Where the, this construction battalion had to build, build the, the infrastructure. Yeah. Like, with, with, while being attacked by the enemy. And like, that's, like, African-Canadians' first, like, real interaction with, with our military which is just insane you know like let every person who wants to fight for their country fight for the country like i this week i heard something this week i'd like to to play for you guys and it's he's it's it's from trevor noah he's on the daily show uh he was he did an 18 minute speech it's worth watching the whole thing if you just look it up uh, it's trending right now on youtube i think he described the reason why people are kind of being violent and rioting better than anybody else could I feel so I'd like to play and just kind of get you guys thought yeah yeah when the riots happened that for me was an interesting culmination of everything I saw so many people online saying these riots are disgusting this is not how a society should be run you do not loot and you do not burn and you do not this is not how our society is built and that that actually triggered something in me where I was like man okay society what but what is society and fundamentally, when you boil it down, society is a contract. It's a contract that we sign as human beings amongst each other. We sign a contract with each other as people, whether it's spoken or unspoken, and we say, amongst this group of us, we agree in common rules, common ideals, and common practices that are going to define us as a group. That's what I think a society is. It's a contract. And 
as with most contracts, the contract is only as strong as the people who are who are abiding by it. But if you think of being a black person in America who is living in Minneapolis or Minnesota or any place where you're not having a good time, ask yourself this question when you watch those people. What vested interest do they have in maintaining the contract? Why, like, why don't we all loot? Why, why don't, why doesn't everybody take? Why don't? Because we've agreed on things. There are so many people who are starving out there. There's so many people who don't have. There's so many people. There are people who are destitute. There are people who, when the virus hits and they don't have a second paycheck already broke, which is insane, but that's that's the reality. But still, think about how many people who don't have the have-nots say, you know what? I'm still going to play by the rules, even though I have nothing, because I still wish for the society to work and exist. And then some members of that society, namely black American people, watch time and time again how the contract that they have signed with society is not being honored by the society that has forced them to sign it with them. When you watch Ahmad Arbery being shot and you hear that those men have been released and were it not for the video and the outrage, those people would be living their lives what part of the contract is that in society? When, when you see George Floyd on the ground and you see a man losing his life in a way that no person should ever have to lose their life, at the hands of someone who's supposed to enforce the law, what part of the contract is that? And a lot of people say, well, what good does this do? Yeah, but what, what good doesn't it do? That's the question people don't ask the other way around. What good does it do to loot Target? What is it? How does it help you to loot Target? Yeah, but how does it help you to not loot Target? Answer that question. Because the only reason you didn't loot Target before was because you were upholding society's contract. There is no contract if law and people in power don't uphold their end of it. And that's the thing I think people don't understand sometimes, is that, is that we need people at the top to be the most accountable because they are the ones who are basically setting the tone and the tenor for everything that we do in society. It's the same way we tell parents to set an example for their kids. The same way we tell captains or coaches to set an example for their players. The same way you tell teachers to set an example for their students. The reason we do that is because we understand in society that if you lead by example, there is a good chance that people will follow that example that you have set. And so if the example law enforcement is setting is that they do not adhere to the laws, then why should the citizens of that society adhere to the laws when in fact the law enforcers themselves don't? What do you guys think about that? That makes a lot of sense. I like, I like what difference doesn't it make? Yeah. And, and you know what? That, does, that reminds me of my probably my favorite quote of all time. And it goes back to, it's a quote from St. Augustine. He was a philosopher and a theologian. He lived in 354 AD. And his quote goes, <clears throat> an unjust law is no law at all. Which means I have a right, even a duty, to resist with violence, or civil disobedience, and you should pray. I choose the latter. That's a powerful. Yeah, that's it's one of my favorite quote of all time. Yeah, 
And you look back at it, uh, Malcolm X, MLK, Colin Kaepernick, they all tried civil disobedience. And I'm happy, I'm happy that things have escalated to this point. Because without this, we would have never seen the camaraderie shown by regular, everyday white people. You know what? Because we all thought this was a black issue and black people have to do it all by themselves. Black people know we can't do it. That's why we just sit back and take it. We know we can't do it. We need everyday white people. And like... You guys have been failing for years, like you guys that I'm talking to now, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you guys have been failing for years and years. And like today, you're not failing anymore. You finally stepped up. You know what I mean? And when I say you guys, I don't mean you in person, but the, the, the demographic that you represent. You yeah. know what I mean? Good yeah. white people. Yeah. Like you're good white people and you know right from wrong, but you just don't, you, you just, you don't feel like your voice is going to make a difference. Yeah. But now people are out there and protesting and they're like, enough is enough, man. Like, you can't execute people on on camera. Like, whether it's on camera or on video or not, man, like, you can't just execute people. And get away with it. Yeah. yeah and it's, yeah. it's, it, and that's why I'm glad things escalated to this point where we know that we're not in this alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The slaves, in the time of slavery, the slaves wanted to be free. But they couldn't free themselves. You run away and you get recaught. It took white people to say, man, enough is enough. Right? It takes the majority to change shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It took Lincoln and 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 uh, and all of white uh, uh, well, most the northern part of the United States to say, man, like enough is enough. And the racism that's so entrenched in in, in you in the US society made them go to war with themselves over this issue. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Like, you're so, you're so, uh, like, undecided on the, you can't decide on a topic. Like, you're so indifferent about it that you go to war with yourself, man. Can you imagine? Like, think about it, man. Like, it's just something as racist. It's owning other people. Slavery is owning other people. Yeah. And you're so indifferent about it that you go to war with your fucking self. Yeah. Like, how do you even, how do you see past that? You know what I mean? And then you say the United States is not racist. And dude, you just elected Donald Trump. <laughs> Man, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, can it, come, you can come back on in November when yeah. the elections happen. Yeah. No, but Trump will be elected again. No, I know. I, I think he will too. Yeah. Like, dude, like, America is not what it seems. Oh, no. Definitely it's a not. facade. It's, 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 it's big time. Well, big who, time. There was a... I want to say it was John Oliver, but I could be wrong. It was one of the late night guys that talked about that. Like, you know, all these people that claim that the U.S. is not racist because we elected Obama. Right? Yeah, and right. they say, well, that's a lot of people saying, well, we did our part. You know, we elected Obama, so no, we're not racist. Well, they, and they, it but goes back they, to that white asshole lady in, in, in the park... Yeah, because uh, she was a Democrat and she she donated to Obama, 
And then the the dude who was bird watching. He, he oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was, I didn't know what that yeah. was. The There's just been a lot of those videos. So I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And where she's like, I have an African American male, and like, and she kept saying to him like, I'm going to call the police and tell them you are an African American male. Yeah. And it's the way she's saying it is saying, I know there's a chance you could die from this. Yeah. And you're scared, and you should be scared, and you should leave. And it's like, at what point like do you get to just wield that power because you're some white bitch, you know like. She's a Karen. Um, she's a Karen. Yeah. Um, she is a big time Karen. But like going back to what you were saying, Adrian, yeah, it's the 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 quote that's coming out and circulating a lot, and it goes along with what you're saying. Like it's it's not enough to be against racism. You have to be actively anti-racism. You have to be. Yeah, you man. have to militantly like. So like, and and, dude, and you're right. Like I dude, I fall into that a lot because like I've never felt more proud to be a human being than now. Yeah. You know what I mean? To see people out there rioting, you know, like I'm not for, for all this stealing shit and burning people's business down, but you know what, man? If that's what it takes to make a difference, make a difference. Yeah. But you know what I mean? We we can't equate property with life. No, man, like with all like everything that's happening right now in the States, with the people that are in power, do you think this is gonna make a difference? You know what, man? Because that's the that that's the part I keep going back to. I'm like, this is this is all good. The ta- like you know, yeah. awareness and and people actively fighting this, but the lawmakers are the ones that need the people in power. That I it mean, is, but I think the population is now showing their strength. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I think so. Yeah, I think with number of people that's actively protesting, and then so because because the, the the population makes social media, and social media has started to take a stance. Like I seen today, uh, uh, what's it called? Their Snapchat S- said they're gonna stop promoting Trump's stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Twitter took a stand against Trump, and that's all because of this protest. And I get it that it's not everyone. Everyone won't like it. I get that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And as I said, I'm not for destroying people's property, but. Without this protest, the killing of George Floyd would have just been another killing of another black person. Yeah. Right? This protest protest was needed to change shit. I think it was today that the Pope came out. And the first time I've ever heard the Pope talk about racism. I saw that. Yeah. The Pope. The Pope. Without this protest, the Pope would have never addressed racism. And that's huge, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we lost a few buildings in Minneapolis and a couple cars got burnt in New York. But the Pope talked about racism. You know how big that is? To the black community? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a guy that has a fucking billion followers. Yeah, yeah. That's majority white. They get believers. Believers talked about racism. Like, that's huge, man. And that's why I feel so proud that, like, White people finally stepped up and, and like, fuck this shit. Like, there's more white protesters than black protesters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, why wasn't this happening, like, 30, 40 years ago? And that's why I said, like, like the demograph, demograph that you guys represent was, yeah, yeah. was failing. Yeah. And now you finally, like, like, you knew right from wrong. Yeah. Like, like, you knew racism was wrong, right? But you just, like, fuck it. Like, I don't like it, but... Do you know what though? It's it's yeah. it's one thing to hear stories be told of injustices and and all these horrible 
horrible things that happen. Watching them is a whole nother another thing, and and the whole the whole things come crumbling down on them because now we have video, and we're and we're seeing these things. It's and, haunting, and it's funny because I think racism is at its best right now. Like this is the this is racism is not at its worst. This is the best of it we are seeing right now, and the reason it seems so bad is just because there's videos. Yeah. Because as society progresses, there's less and less racism, I find. Like, I think within two generations, racism would barely exist. Let's hope so. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, everybody needs an interracial marriage yeah. and mix all the babies. Everyone's the same color. Problem yeah. solved. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, well, I mean, you look, you know, 60 years ago, like, like mass lynchings in the South, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like and, and so, like, yeah, like, it has gotten better. Um, but the I think the thing is like it's the institutional aspect has never changed. It will never change. Probably yeah. will never change either. It's yeah. It's hard because of the the money, right? Yeah. And the people mm-hmm. that have the money are they always want. I, now this is kind of getting a little conspiratorial, but I always go back. I, I remember Killer Mike uh, had a song called Reagan, and he's just talking about how slavery has been abolished uh, in the states, uh, except if you're in prison. And then you look at the disproportionate, like the war on drugs and the disproportionate amount of drug charges to black people um, as to white people. Even though black folks make up like 13% of the population and white people use way more drugs, there's still way more black folks going to prison prison for for drugs. And and it's, they just kept slavery in a different way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, because the the black population. Black is thirty percent. Thirty-eight percent of the prison population is black. Yeah, and uh, fifty-eight is white. And there is seventy-two uh, percent of the American population is white, and only twelve percent is black. Yeah, yeah, it's so disproportionate. It's insane. It, it is crazy. Yeah, I, I I don't know where we go from here, Ben, but I think. I think we're on the right track. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I just, I have less faith in the U.S., I think, than I ever have at this point. So, I don't know. I understand that. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm hopeful. I just, you look at, you know, the Arab Spring and all these other uprisings, like, good change can come from it. And sometimes it takes a big shock. And I think it does take burnt cop cars i like i don't want anybody to ever get hurt but it takes extreme measures right to shake people out of their slumber it does man yeah and i was watching uh, something on, on 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 tv to the actually i think it was on social media there and there was this lady she was addressing an audience and she asked them a simple question and no one no one could answer right like oh she said the audience was white 100 percent white this lady was a white American also. Yeah. And she said, would you ask, would you want to live your life as a black American? And it was probably like, from what I could see, probably like three, 400 people in the audience. She said, would you want to live your life as a black American? If you do, please stand up. No one stood up. And she said, like, you don't understand. Let me repeat it. Like, rephrase. If you think you could live your life as a black American or if 
living your life as a black American is is desirable to you. Please stand up. No one could stand up. Yeah. And that's how you know shit's not right. Yeah. yeah. And props to her for probably making it make them be honest. Yeah. You know, for <laughs> like on TV. Oh, big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mask. Yeah, because I mean you can say like in your friends' groups, like over a glass of Chardonnay. Um okay. you know, like yeah, I could tolerate that that. But then you like brass tax comes down and be like, fuck no, I don't, I don't want to be worried when I drive. Yeah. Well, I've gotten pulled that, over and I've told off cops. That's yeah, a right? quote. There's a quote that I've seen on social media a lot lately, and it's like, the difference is when I get pulled over, I worry about getting a ticket, but when you get pulled over, you're worried about getting killed. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, right. And that's the. Yeah. And just one last thing on. I just I I want to address it. it just amongst the violence and the rioting and the and the, and the looting, um, people have to also keep in mind. Uh, people exist out there to incite this, and it's not necessarily the activists. Um, and those people like this is not a conspiracy theory. Like this has been well documented in the past. Uh, agents saboteur, which are like agents of sabotage. Um, cops will go into a protest uh, or they will get people to go into a protest to incite violence. Um, So then they can go in and then break heads with batons and rubber bullets. And like just an alarming amount of videos. Like one of the first scenes like you you said was the umbrella guy in Minneapolis. One of the first persons to actually smash something was this white dude with a mask on holding an umbrella to be super visible and smashing out windows with a hammer. And everybody's looking at him like, who are you? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then he like ran sunny away. Day. Sunny um, day. And you yeah. see them going. With an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> and you see them going into a square and there's no construction. And there's a pallet of bricks. That oh, have I, been saw, left I saw there, that one. Right? Yeah. And they're saying like, you're not fooling us. Like people like, you're not doing construction. We know why you left these bricks here. You want us yeah, there's this, I can't, I to start chucking them, right? Like, yeah. they, I don't know where that one was, but it was outside this like beautiful big glass building. There's yeah. a, pa- a pallet of bricks. Sitting there, on the yeah. <laughs> and the guys are like, "We know why these are here. Yeah. We don't yeah. know who put them here, but yeah. we know why they're here." Yeah. Did you see that um, there was Twitter identified? So Antifa has been kind of called out. Yeah, and uh, Antifa is on one end of the spectrum, and there's there's a Twitter handle that promoted. All right, let's tonight in Minneapolis. Let's screw the city and let's go to the residential areas. Let's, yeah, let's go to the out. white hoods. Let's, you know, like let's go out to the whites. And Twitter identified that as like the people running that has been white supremacists. Yeah, yeah. Like let's it's crazy, eh? yeah, yeah. So there's so many angles to this that it's yeah. I, there's there's going to be a positive outcome because there's so much. There has out. to be, man. There has yeah. to be. And like I can't stop. Like, but I have to keep going back to the point that white people, man, good white people, will all they'll make they will make the difference. Like, there will be no other outcome but good. You know what I mean? As long as, because, dude, I see cops driving their cars through crowds of people in New York City. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you see cops like hitting white people, white Americans with their cars. And these people aren't even turning and going away. Yeah. They stand their ground. Yeah. Like, you know, this is not going to end without some good coming out of it. Yeah. And Or change. Or change. And this is probably best case scenario 
in my opinion. Because I remember when sh- shooting of, of black Americans was this bad was a few years ago, probably like 2016, 2015. You remember I have actually, yeah. Uh, you remember who Mika Johnson is or was? He was that sniper that took out like five cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember in yeah. Dallas? Yeah. 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 Right? Like, dude, shit can get violent. Like, people... Yeah. Like, people can reach a breaking point. Like, this guy reached a breaking point, right? He took out, like, five cops and injured, like, nine of them. And we don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Nobody it, wants that. It, nobody wants that. Like, the black community, the white, everyone condemned it, right? Like, we don't want anyone shooting cops, man. We love cops. Like, everyone, like, I say everyone love cops. I, I, I should have, <laughs> I speak for myself. I love cops, man. Like, I got, like, friends that are cops. Like, they're, like, the best people I know. Yeah. You know, but we don't want it to get to that, right? And this is what the protests is what's going to stop that. Like, lose a few buildings, a few insurance companies going to pay yeah. out a little bit extra. But what? They can handle they it. They can handle it, man. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that is yeah. fair. Like, if, if it just sat seething under the surface, yeah. like, it, people will react more extremely like yeah. mass killings of cops or things of that nature. Like, I mean, it's got to get ugly before it gets better, right? It has to. The last time that... I guess the media has been wrapped up in like there's there's been there's been episodes along the way, but the Rodney King event in the early nineties was that was big. But it was big for California. It was big for California. And that is the that was a good protest. It was. A lot of bad stuff happened. Yeah. And a lot of bad stuff happened because black people is targeting white people. Black people, a lot of black people was targeting white people, and not just the police. Black people was targeting white people, and that's not good. Like you don't black, you don't want black people. Black people, because black people felt trapped, right? Like yeah. they, like they felt trapped. Racism was was the racism was so high, like black people just felt like they had to lash out, right? And they were targeting white people, and this is so different. Like black people and white people, everybody's out. Everybody's out and fighting the same California. enemy. Yeah. The entire... You know what I mean? There's fighting protests in every state. Dude, there's protests in Germany. Yeah. There's protests in Sweden. Yeah, protests in Toronto. Like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah. when you get the Europeans out to yeah. protest, yeah. man. Like, yeah. Yeah. The Especially whitest... The whitest... Sweden. The white, like, man, like, Sweden protesting? They don't protest anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hungarians are protesting, man. Like, this yeah. is some different... Some Sweden, next level shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Sweden didn't even protest the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, I it's hard to see them getting out of this. The yeah. the only other option I can see is total authoritarianism in the states. I I believe I think majority like you know I'm I'm, I'm in the camp. I think this is going to end on a positive note and a good change. But at the same time, there's still that fear that he's going to try to take this as a way to sequester his power. Yeah. And use the military, um, but the Department of Justice, the head of the, the uh, Department of Justice, came out today and spoke against Trump. Because I mean, Trump was at the point he says like states. I think it was his. Def- I think it was his defense secretary. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who said like um, the military yeah. is like to you protesters? The military is protecting your rights to speak and your right to gather. Yeah, you can't use it way. Yeah, and we're not we're not gonna come in and. Impose on that. Yeah, impose on that. can't invade the U.S. Yeah. with the U.S. Yeah. forces. Yeah, but, uh, I, just, but yeah. I hope it don't come to that. Because I, as I said before, black people 
and the armed forces do not have the best history or the best relationship. Yeah. I hope it don't come to that. Yeah. Because, I, and I tell you, like, the, the military is going to come in. Something's bad is bound to happen. You know, people are going to keep protesting. Yeah. And something bad is, is bound to happen. Like, you bring the armed forces in, that's just a bad mix. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's imagine the gas tank. Dude, and believe it or not, there's people out there on both sides waiting for shit to go south. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're waiting for shit to go south. And like I seen a video uh, yesterday of some, I forgot what state it was, but there was some like guys out with like with, with rifles and stuff saying they're waiting for the protesters to come to their city yeah. to, to, to show them what's up, right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, there's people with just as big a guns on the other side. On the other side. <laughs> yeah. Waiting to show you what's up too, man. Like, yeah. I hope it don't get to that. Like, yeah. Why are you against this protest? You know, and one of the things that I see on Facebook, a lot of people are posting about the, the protests and how people are destroying their homes and their own cities, right? Dude, your post is bullshit. And because I am a business person, right? I don't really challenge... I just leave Facebook. Like, I don't yeah, yeah. challenge people on Facebook. Exactly. Like, your opinion is your opinion. It's fucked up, but it's yeah. your opinion. Like, I'll yeah. leave it alone. I'll cut right? your hair. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, if you didn't make a post... Like publicly, publicly condemning the killing of Floyd or 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 Aubrey. Why the fuck are you condemning the 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 the, the protesters, man? Like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't want to say it, man, but that's where you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro. Like, I look at you differently, man. Like, you don't condemn a killing, but you're condemning the protesters. So, in your opinion, that a building. building in Minneapolis. Is worth more than Aubrey's or, or, or Floyd or the hundreds of black Americans that died over the past couple of years by the hands of law enforcement. Like, man, like. By the people who are supposed to protect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't get an opinion. Like, no. Yeah, opinion. No, you do have an opinion. Well, yeah, yeah, or you yeah. made it invalid yeah. when you didn't yeah. speak up for injustice, but you speak out against the protesters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. can't call murder murder yeah. when it's on a videotape, like this, yeah, then you can't really have an informed opinion about this. Is why it like like upset. you have an opinion and that's fine, man, but your opinion is biased. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's it's the world, I guess, and just like Trump, right? Like you remember Charlottesville. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, good people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he called these protesters hoodlums, thugs, thugs. Yeah. like bro. You need to dominate them, like as bro, he's, like as he's hiding in his. Bunker. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, for the first time in like yeah. years, they actually use that bunker. Yeah, yeah that's some weird, like, man. Some weird. Yeah, stuff, right? and all he had to do was address the country and let's say, let's come together. He still hasn't yeah. done it. No. Oh yeah. I think he won't at this point. Well, I mean, we, we need we, to get we, to November. We got to talk. Turn the page. We got to talk about what he did. Uh, was it yesterday? With the church. Yeah. With the church, where you had the yeah. peaceful protest. So he does his little thing out in the rose garden or whatever. He got, a, he he, got his attorney general, I think. No, Barr, I think, took the blame for it. A lot of people did. Um, Say he's the one who cleared oh. out the protesters. And and the crazy thing but is, he's talking he about how them. he likes the peaceful protesters. And as he's talking about, it, you hear the bangs of the of the tear gas and the flashbangs going, yeah. going off. 
And then they, and then so they assaulted the peaceful protester. <laughs> so he goes hold a Bible in front of a church, a Bible that yeah. it was he's so never awkward. Read. Yeah, he and held he it. Up, it he held like, it why is he holding it like that? <laughs> Does he know how to hold a book? Like and, I don't understand. What and doing. the local bishop totally shut it down, oh, condemned it. it. Yeah. Oh, he was pissed. And then he the Catholic Church came out because he went to the Pope John Paul II the next day. Yeah, and they're like, "Stop using us as props." Yeah, like well, they said like. He's not even going in. He's not even saying. He's not even standing outside and saying a prayer. He's literally walking to it, holding a book in a really awkwardly way. Yeah, taking a picture and leaving. He held the Bible upside but, down. I mean, that's, <laughs> but that's gonna. Is that your Bible, Mr. Trump? Uh, it's a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. It's actually, it's actually Huckleberry fan. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Like with his base, is that will like his base will be pumped about that. Be like, oh, look at him. You're yeah. church holding the Bible. Look, That's at, that. Yeah. look it, at him it, taking on those thugs yeah. so he can hold his Bible. Yeah. It was a yeah. polarizing event. So he, he, like those who love him, love oh. him more. Those who hate him, hate yeah. him more. Yeah. But there are more that hate him. And we've seen that. I hope. Yeah. I mean, they the popular vote. vote. But like, I think there's no way you can't be energized to vote this coming election. Yeah. Either but, way, but, 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 pro yeah. or against, I, I don't see how you can be unenergized to vote in the next election. Yeah, whether you're for him or against him. I must know nothing about anything if he gets reelected. Oh, yeah. I said the states are yeah. dead to me. I'm, I'm not, I'll never go back. Yeah, I, 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 get, I, I have nothing to do with the states. I get, to, like, I get to become Ben's barber if uh, <laughs> Trump gets elected again. <laughs> that, that was a bet. I, was, yeah. I, I believe in society enough that I think Trump will lose. And so he thinks you think he'll win again? Dude, I think America is so messed up. Yeah. I know. I'm really I just, scared. If this, I'm really scared. Dude, if... Buddy comes out and said he was grabbing women by the pussy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. From and, the get-go. And he... Admitted he dated his daughter. I'm not sure what the oh, numbers yeah. are, but he, pretty, he went pretty close of winning the female, to winning the female vote. I know. Yeah, yeah that's what I say. White women. He said he, for him. he said he grabbed women by the pussy, man. Yeah. On video. Yeah. Okay. And, and talking about going in there and, like, spying on, like, young teenage girls at, oh, yeah, like, like, Miss the, America yeah. pageants. Like, yeah, pageants. Oh, yeah. He's untouchable with, with his group. That just goes to show I would never get elected president <laughs> of the United States. I would be a terrible president, apparently. Apparently. But am I like I think the guy is funny, man. Like the shit he does, like it's just so dumb. It's like, comedy. Who, who it's fantastic, but yeah. it's not. The problem to keep is, Saturday Night Live going. Man. It, it, it was funny. It was funny, and then he started locking kids in cages, yeah. and then it was yeah. That, that of, was that was some messed you know, up stuff and then there. like it, it stops being funny after a while. Well, and the, it's the, just. One terrifying. funny thing that I have read that he did, he tweeted out, I don't know if I sent it to you guys or not, but is he tweeted out about that schools need to open up right now? Like, he's like, schools need to open up right now. Much good information's out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He yeah. can't even put yeah. a sentence yeah. together. Oh. <laughs> the scary thing about this, and, the, and this is what the whole Donald Trump era has shown us, is that we're a flavor of the week society. Yeah. yeah. There's this story now. Do you remember when... He was impeached by the Congress, yeah, but not by the Senate. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. No, no that was like probably less than six months ago. Oh, it was. It was in January. Do you remember yeah. when yeah. Iran was a thing? Yeah. Oh, do you remember when a hundred thousand Americans died because he didn't respond to the COVID? COVID <laughs> when was that? I don't remember that one. It must have been two years ago yeah. at this point. But like, we're changing the pace, and, and what scares me about this whole movement is that don't. What's Don't change the page from this. Like we need to, we need to keep this going. Yeah, everywhere. Right. But that's what anyway. But and that's what that's what the goal of the right wing media is, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, to change. change a page. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's why, well, that's why yeah. you, if you watch Fox News right now, they're showing the looters. They're showing the destruction that yeah. these riots are causing. Yeah. They're not talking positively about yeah. the message. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they they want to move on. They want yeah. to turn it into something that it's not. Yeah, and a lot of people are talking about we're, 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 we're taking the attention away from the killing of Floyd. Well, no, we're not. Like I say, we, even though I'm not out there protesting, but I support it. Yeah, you yeah. know what? We're not, man. Like, the Pope spoke about it today, man. Without a protest, man, that would have never happened. Yeah. You know awesome. what I mean? Yeah. Going back to what I was saying earlier about, about white America, right? And us in all of us, right? Like, we all have a problem. Like, Trevor Noah said, it's, it's, it's a contract that keeps society together, right? Yeah. And we all have problems that we got to ad- identify. And as far as racism go and Trump supporters go, they have to identify their problem. You know what I mean? Going back yeah. to myself, right? I used to be, a lot of people don't know, and I, I'm ashamed to say it, but I used to be homophobic, right? Like growing up in Jamaica, Jamaica is a homophobic country, right? Like yeah. super religious homophobic country, right? And when I moved to Canada, that changed me. You know what I mean? I, but first I had to identify I had a problem, but first I had to listen. Yeah. Right? I sat down with a guy one day who was a gay guy. Right? We sat down and we had a beer and he talked and told me his reasons. Like, I said, Why are you gay, man? He's like, Man, like, I'm not just gay because I want to be gay. Like, yeah. I like men. Like, that's what I like. And I said, Man, you like men? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't sound right to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, No, bro. Like, imagine. You like women, right? I said, yeah. He like, said, imagine someone told you you can't like women. How would that make you feel? I'm like, fuck that. He's like, no, man. Like, I'm serious. Like, imagine like society was against you liking women. Like, how would that make you feel? I'm like, shit, man. So that's the way you feel about other guys. And he's like, yeah, man. Like, that's just how I was born. That's, that's, it's in me. You know what I mean? I feel the same way about guys that you feel about. I feel the same way about guys the way you feel about women. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, shit, man, I do have a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I said, yeah. and I talked to this guy, and we had a couple of beers, and we had a deep connection. You know what I mean? And I'm like, shit, man, like, I've been a fucked up human being all my life. You know what I mean? And it's not even my fault. It's just a society I was raised in. Yeah. Everyone is homophobic. You were taught to be homophobic, right? Like, I seen guys beat a homophobic guy to death. Uh, not a homophobic guy, but a, a homosexual to death. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. that shit's not supposed to happen. No. You know what I mean? And, and, and it turns out that it's the same people that hate homo, that hate homosexuals, that hate people that want transgenders, people that want, want to have rights to, to make the, their own decisions when it comes to their body. It's the same people that hate black people. Yeah. Or yeah. it's trying to keep racism going. Like, I what? Think, I, I think a large part just boils down to. Not wanting, no, that's, that's more of a, an excuse, I think, they use it as their excuse, is not wanting to, to lose any of their power. Yeah. Every time they give rights to somebody else, they feel like they lose some of their power, right? And, and white people have been in power all through history, like, through their history, and they're scared of giving up bits of that power because a lot of them don't want to be equal, right? Because... I feel they they would see themselves as losing some of what they have. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, it's with everything. It's with climate change. People don't want to give up or sacrifice anything because they don't want to have a chance of lowering how they live their lives. Yeah. They don't want to give more rights or, or because how society is working right now is working great for them. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. change it? Right. So that's, I think that's where they're coming from. Yeah. And, like, and, 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 and it goes back to something that one of my, my favorite comedians, Dave Chappelle said, right? Yeah. Like I remember I was watching the other night there and he said, how the fuck I'm quoting him. Yeah. How the fuck was it easier for Bruce Jenner to change his gender than it was for Muhammad Ali to change his fucking name. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Really? And though. I'm like, shit, that's some deep shit. You, like, you never think of it. It blows your yeah. mind. Yeah. But how was it easier? Like, I'm all for homosexuals and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. You know what I mean? And, and that's not a statement yeah. against homosexuals. It's, no, no. It's, it's like, just, it's or just, or transgender. Yeah, it's just like, Homosexual, really, homosexuality really caught on in the last few years. It really caught on, like... Acceptance is gone. From yeah. 30 years ago, it's like... People are proud to be homosexuals now, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think the... And people are proud to embrace homosexuality. Right? Yeah. And the reason is... White men want to do it. You know what I mean? White yeah. men want to do it. White men want to be tra- transgender. Can you imagine it was black people, just black people, that wanted to be homosexual and transgender? That shit would never fly. No, no, you know no, what no, I mean? That no. shit would never fly. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? But white guys want to be transgender and, 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 and homosexuals. So it caught on real quick, right? And this is why white people got to stand with us in the protests, man. Like, I love it. Like, the, the way it's going, it's perfect. And I, yeah, it's perfect, man. Like I think there's a lot of good that's gonna come out of this. Yeah, I think that's a great place to leave it off tonight. Um, yeah, that was great, Adrian. Thanks for coming on, sharing a different perspective, and definitely one of our most powerful <laughs> yeah. episodes from my perspective. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I enjoyed yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, no, you're yeah. welcome. Man. It was a good show. Yeah. You're going to be back on. I want, I want to hear some stories of the home world. You're, you're going to have to give me tips on how to cut Ben's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's getting yeah. back in. This you're, sucks. Yeah. Maybe we'll get, we'll get you on for that episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah I think you, you, you'll definitely you cut it, man, because I think Trump's going to get back in. I'm yeah. going to use my left hand. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm an optimist. But I'm, a real, I'm pretty scared. Um, so thank you, everybody, uh, for listening along. Um, you heard it here. Uh, share your voice. Uh, and you see something wrong, right? Uh, if you're not, you, there's no room for fence sitting. If you're sitting on the fence, then you're on their side. That's where it is. Staying silent just supports what's going on. Because watching is so 2019. Yeah. Remember the old days when you just watched school fights? You yeah. could cheer. You know, sad days. All right. So my name is Ben Drew. And I don't have to do that again. No. You don't. <laughs> Can we do the outro? Do the, oh, let's do the outro. You gotta, you just do it. I, 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 I'm not good enough. All right, everybody. We want to thank everybody for coming along on this great episode of the Barn Cast. We want to thank our very special guest, Adian Shaw, the best barber this side of North America. And we want to remind everybody to like and subscribe to us on social media and to check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a little review there. It'd be great. Take care, everybody. Stay safe in these hard times. Good night.